podcast where we will discuss everything from random pop culture topics to inspiring interviews with our guests. I'm Amber. And I'm Ashley. So, let's Let's talk talk about about it all. Today, we have... Our really good friend Erica. She's in our small group. Hey, girl. Hi. And she is very passionate about about camp ministry, and so we're just having her come and talk about that with us today, and just I guess get to know who she is a little bit better. And she's gonna be moving soon, so we figure yes. it's now or. Never. Or later. She's good. Not never. (laughs) But we did want to catch her before she moved off. So. And off and then. Okay. So we're going to move on to what's popping. Erica's going to chime in every now and then and let us know her opinions on what we come up with. Ash, what do you got? So the royal wedding is, first of all, I'm obsessed with royals. The royal wedding is 18 days away, and I am so excited. I want to know what she's going to wear. Are you going to record it? Yeah, and I'm getting up at 5 a.m. Oh, no. 5 a.m.? Because that's what time it comes on. Yeah, girl, because you got to do the England time. You can watch it later, you know. How? Yeah, that's called DVR. I don't have DVR. Find it online? No. Anyway, and then they finally named the royal baby... What is it, Louis? Louis? He has like a lot. Three of names: Arthur, Charles, something. I know Charles is in there. I call it. I don't really know if I like it, but whatevs. And let's see, what else is going on? I saw that the. I think he played for Central Florida, the football player. He only has one hand, and he got drafted to the same team as his brother. That's really cool, I think. Yes, and he is one of the, he's the fastest, he was the fastest mm-hmm. draft pick, fastest lineback pick. Um, yeah, that's cool. That is so cool. And he, because they were worried about him being able to like, do they tackle? In the NFL? The linebackers oh. tackle. <coughs> I don't know. Whatever. They yeah, were he worried. Used to block, I think. Yeah, they were worried about him blocking with only one one hand, but he proved them wrong. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I've been keeping up with American Idol. Oh, me too. I like Katie Turner. She's my favorite. Well, I like... I like Cade, too. I don't really know their names. Because who I voted for got voted off, so it doesn't There's really matter. There's only seven left. Well, I know, but who I voted for got voted off. And Who'd you vote for? I don't know. I really liked the Michelle? the drag queen. Oh no! Mm-mm. I love I love the the voice because I was I wasn't watching it. I was just listening, and I love the voice. No, no, of him. Yes, or her. Whatever. It was a good it's voice. I don't care. I still like the voice. I like the voice. No thanks. Dance with the Stars was last night. Did I watch it? And it was awesome. Tanya Harding, like, did her thing. Do y'all think she really did that to Nancy Kerrigan? Did I don't you know. see I Tanya? Was a baby. No. It was actually a really good movie. So, I started it, and it wouldn't finish. So, do y'all think she did it? 
I don't know. I, like I said, I was after after watching I Tanya. I'm really not convinced. Well, so see me either. Either I way, like that she did that she did it, like that, that she, she did, did it. it. I don't know that she knew about it. So I've been like watching like the court stuff back. I haven't seen I Tanya, and I'm not convinced either. Like growing up, I was a hundred percent sure that she did it. Like I watched it on the Olympics. Yeah, I think that one of the good things that I Tanya did is it showed like a different perspective because when it was happening, all you saw was what the media showed, which wasn't the whole story. And so I think after watching it, it kind of changed my perspective a little bit. Yeah, and I opened need to it watch up. It. I really, I really want to watch it too. I asked my dad. I wanted to watch it with him last weekend, and he was like, "No, I don't want to see it." <laughs> I'll send him my dad. <laughs> but it's okay. I'll watch it eventually. So I think that's all I got. Oh, yeah, it's that's May. all I got that means too. The Bachelorette is coming later this month. Erica, you hear me? That? <laughs> yeah, girl. I'll be there. <laughs> You're coming back for that? No. Be there. We'll just virtually. Time. We got this. Oh, okay. Um. So what? Let's move on to our win of the week. Win of the week. Okay, Ash, do you want to start this? Uh, no, because I don't know what mine is. So you go first. Okay. My win of the week is um. Andy and I closed on our first house yesterday. Woot woot. So we are now. Broke homeowners. You signed the papers. Yep. A lot of them. 2048. 2048. That's when it will be paid off. Holy. Well, I, I guess know. ours will be around there, too. I was so like, oh, Jesus will be back before then. Hallelujah. It's crazy how far away that seems right now. I know. Yeah, I'm just sitting here trying to think about how old I'll be. Well, I always think, you know, the house was built in 2006, and when we were looking at it, I was like, oh, this is... Brand spanking new. This is not old at all. I mean, he was like, this is 12 years. So I was like, oh, wow. My brother graduated in 2006. Matt, you were old. What the heck? <laughs> what year did you graduate? 2004. Oh, sorry. You're Shout out too. to all my South Orlando peeps that I know are listening. Thank you. Thank you guys for being our back home listeners. Yeah. We, we really appreciate it. Um, my win of the week is, it's May and summer is here. It felt like summer today. It was so hot today. Yeah, it was it's like 84 so degrees. But it was so nice. And it wasn't humid yet. This is like prime time right now. We had a play date and Charles was sweating. Oh, I had work. Sorry. Erica, what's your win of yeah, the week? Yeah, so my win of the week, um... As y'all mentioned earlier, I'm moving, and so I've been trying to collect things to take to the new house, and the other day, I was walking through my apartment complex, and somebody had put, like, some brand new stuff next to the dumpster. Like, what kind of stuff? And, like, a really cute storage basket-looking thing, and, like, a clock, and I got that stuff. Yes, I did. I would have taken it, too. And it looks, like, it's in really good shape. The clock works really well, and I was like... Who would just throw this away? My mom and dad have a swing for my little baby niece. And it was on our neighbor's corner. They were just throwing it out. That's what I'm talking and about. And so right my there. mom went and got it. And they just washed all the coverings, wiped it down. 
like the plug-in was there with it and everything. Ball on a budget, that's what I call it. And that. it's nice. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just gotta, what, what's the saying? Some people's trash is another man's treasure. Mm-hmm. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah. That's right, that. Erica. Anyways, so yeah. Guess we're all winning. Yep. All right. It's time for our interview. Our special guest. That's me. <laughs> You're yes, so cute. Is. That is you. So, Erica, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So, my name is Erica. Um, I am married to my husband, Benjamin, and we have a cat. Her name is Snow Marie. She has a double name because she's fancy. Um, I graduated from NC State with my bachelor's in Parks and Rec, and I currently attend online seminary through Liberty and getting a master's in Christian ministry. Um, a couple of my favorite things, it's, it's not obvious by my major, I love the outdoors in nature, hiking, going on walks, that kind of, that kind of thing. Um, I eat a lot of ice cream because ice cream is the best. Every day. I really do eat it every day. It's bad. Um, and TV shows. Let me tell you, I've seen every episode of Law and Order SVU at least three times. So that's about it. So I need to know about me. SVU, outdoors, cats, and ice cream. Cat. Their cat is like their child. Yeah, she really is, actually. So I took a picture the other day of this car. And Brian says, oh man, I don't have it. Brian says I need to post it. Because it's going to be Ben and Erica in a few years. <laughs> it, it was a car. And they had 17 cat stickers beside a person. That is awesome. So it was like one person with all these cats. Brian's like, that's definitely going to be Ben and Eric. If my husband wasn't (laughs) sane, I would have so many more cats. But he keeps me grounded, so. One's one's good for now. For now. For now. We'll see how long that lasts. How many would you have? Oh, I would have several. But would you let them all in the house, or would they just be outdoor cats? They would be, I don't know. I think I would do both. I feel like there's I, a I have, limit for I couldn't handle too house. many inside. But, you know, three inside. <laughs> I'm more of a dog person. That is not a lot. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Erica. We hate cats. <laughs> That's fine. Well, some limited. people do. That's it. So, Erica. So, Erica is about to move, and she's going to be a full-time yeah. staff member at a camp. So, so she's leaving us to work at a full-time camp. So I'm just going to have her kind of explain what her job will be. Yeah. So I um, serve in camping ministry. Um, and for those of you that don't know what camping ministry is, really it's, um, it could be anything from working like at a retreat center or a, just a summer camp facility to, um, leading and implementing camps for all different ages, um, that are faith-based. I currently serve as the education director for two small camps in Western North Carolina and Eastern Tennessee. 
So what my job is, basically I train and recruit leadership and directors and all that. And over the summer, I'm going to be working as sort of a ministry analyst because we're going to begin our strategic planning process. And I will be basically taking data and talking about and presenting like what things we do well, what things we could improve on and just try to make our camps better. So that's going to be my job. So I'm going to do that this summer and then hopefully our camping ministry will be better. Awesome. So when and how did you first get involved with camp ministry? So actually I um, grew up attending one of the camps that I work for. Um, and I started attending when I was five and did not miss a summer. I mean, I was all about camp. As soon as I was old enough to be a leader, I did it. And I have not stopped since. And I've just kind of be kept being involved and kept being more and more involved. Um, and camp has played a really huge role in who I am and in my relationship with the Lord. And it's just something that has just meant so much to me for so many years that the passion and love for the for camping ministry has just continued to grow. And the Lord has placed it on my heart. And thankfully, he has allowed for me to do so. Awesome. So I guess you. I'm sure. Thank you, though. So, um, so what? What would you say drives your passion for camp ministry? So, really, the thing that keeps me really involved and passionate about camp is the way that the campers feel about it and the way that it, they get so excited about it and the way that it just means so much to them. And um, like I see kids excited about camp all year and um, like I'll get messages on Instagram in October of campers <laughs> asking, you know, if the dates have been set for next year saying, I want to bring this friend and we have um, a winter retreat that goes on in December and January. And some of the kids that come to our camp come to the winter retreat. And this past year, and during their free time, they were like playing games that they learned at camp. And it was just so cool. And then a really big thing that I love about it and that keeps me going is our youth campers who are high schoolers. And they are excited to come to camp and turn off their phones for a week because they know that it enhances the experience. And it really just brings them closer to God and to each other. And I just think that's the coolest thing. Um, and to speak a little bit about our camp specifically, our camps are... Uh, they're small, and our de the demographic that we serve is um, a lot of folks who live in the mountains, a lot of mid to low income families, a lot of kids who wouldn't who can't afford to go to big camps or can't afford to do a lot of other summer activities. We offer a lot of like scholarships. We have a lot of kids who come to us, and they have zero. Christian role models in their lives. They rarely have people like good Christian adults that they can look up to. And one thing that we've started to do at our camps that's worked out really well so far is we've partnered with some of the local DSS agencies to offer sponsorships for kids in foster care and in orphan care to come to camp. So basically we just kind of, we're kind of a camp that allows anyone to come to camp. We're not like one of the, like a big fancy camp, which those are great too. Um, 
all that ministry is wonderful as well. Our ministry is different from that just because of the nature of it and the demographic. So that is what's really important to me is that we are serving those kids that are often forgotten. So is your camp more of like a nonprofit or? Yeah, it is nonprofit. It is actually owned and operated by the Church of the Brethren, um, which is a small denomination. I mean, we have like like probably 40 churches in one district that feed into this camp. And we probably have like a couple hundred campers every summer. So the so. campers don't pay to come to camp or do they, they still pay? But like the ones that can't really afford it kind of. Right. There's a camp fee, but it is astronomically low compared to what you would mm-hmm. think a camp fee would be. Um, and we have a lot of sponsor church sponsorships and donations and stuff that allow campers to come. Do your kids stay overnight? Like they the do. It week? is a residential camp. Okay. So we have kids that stay overnight as young as four. Yeah. That's so crazy. that's pretty cool. Next year, Charlotte can go. <laughs> Ashley says no. Um, and then how about what would be the oldest camper you guys would have? So our youth camp, that's, Kind of a tricky question. So our youth camp for like youth and campers, or youth and kids campers, it goes up to about 19. Um, we say first year of college. So you get some 18-year-olds and you get some 19-year-olds. Um, but we also offer a young at heart camp, which is for anyone over the age of 18. And we get a variety of ages. I mean, 18 up to like 60s. And then we also <laughs> have awesome. a family intergenerational camp that anyone can come to. Um, singles, families with eight kids, retirees, couples with no kids, whoever. So we offer that kind of stuff as well. Cool. Um, so what would a typical day or week of camp look like? So that actually, so that varies a lot by age group. Um, so for the younger kids, it looks like a lot of special guests, a lot of activities, a lot of theme-related crafts and games. Um, one of our ki- one of our kitty camps last year, we had like a clown come, and we had like storytellers, and they just love people and just love things um, that happen, just excitement. And then the older kids, the youth campers and junior high campers, we do a lot of community service-based stuff. Um, one year we went out into the community and like handed out bag lunches and we go to um, different organizations around the area and like do painting or yard work or whatever they need. So it really depends on the age group. Awesome. Um, just kind of give you a typical schedule walkthrough of a day. Just if you're interested, um, we'll wake up early in the morning do a morning watch, which is what we call our like morning devotion. Just kind of gets the day started off with the Lord. And then we have breakfast and we do chore time and large group, small group, um, which small group side note is my favorite part of camp. Um, cause you build really intimate relationships and it's really cool. And then lunch and then afternoon activities is when it really varies the most between ages. And then we have vespers at night, which is just a really worshipful time. Um, it's a lot more peaceful and reverent and then campfire, we sing a bunch of songs. So that stuff happens every day. So (laughs) that's awesome. Um, what would you say to a parent who's worried about sending their child off to camp? 
Um, a couple of things. First of all, I would encourage them to first come to like one of our family camps so they could see, you know, what camping ministry is all about, what there is to offer. Um, they can really experience the Lord's presence and just really get to know all about camp as a family. Um, and then I would say from there, we allow parents to come visit and just adults to come visit our camps briefly just to kind of see what it's about because we have a lot of people who are like, I don't know what camping ministry is. I don't know what camp is. I've never been to a summer camp. Can I come check it out? Sure. We'll escort you around, show you around, kind of let you know what's happening. Um, and that helps a lot too. And then the big thing that I would say is um, to any parent who's sending their kid to camp is to do your research and talk to the people that are in charge because you really just need to make sure it's a safe environment and it's a positive environment and that it's a, that it's a Lord filled environment. And like there are tons and tons of camps out there and they're all great in different ways. You just really need to make sure that you are sending your child to one that you feel comfortable with. Yes, so good. So are you going to be more behind the scenes or will you still be more like hands-on whenever you start your, your job there? Um, so for this summer, I'll be behind the scenes. My job around the year is hands-on. But during the actual camping season this year, I'll be behind the scenes. I don't know if that answers your question. Is that sad? Um, it's, it's a little sad. It's not sad, super sad, because I know that, like, I'll still be able to see all the campers, mm -hmm. um, which is my favorite part about camp. Um, but it will be hard to, like, step back and just trust everyone to do their jobs. <laughs> as bad as that sounds, but, <laughs> but that's what I have to do, so. What would be the average number of campers you guys would have in a week? So our two camps that we serve are very different. One of them is a lot smaller. Um, I mean, there is, at that camp, we've had as few as 10 campers and as many as like 20. And then our other camp is a lot bigger. We have anywhere from 40 to like, there's one camp we have uh, people come from different districts and it has over a hundred. So it really just depends on the type of camp and the specific camp. Cause we have like a adventure camp and we have like a service community service work camp. Mm -hmm. We have different age camps and some of them are capped actually. So just kind of depends on the camp. Cool. Well, I don't have too many more questions. Um, so I guess this is a good topic um, going into summer where I feel like a lot of people will be sending their kids off to camp and, um, some for the first time. And like I mentioned in the last podcast, camp is also very close to my heart as, um, I grew up going and Andy and I met there as well. But, um, so if you guys have any questions you want to ask about camp, we can always get back in touch with Erica, so you can send them to us. Just post on Instagram. Yeah. So one thing that I do want um, listeners to know and understand is that um, camping ministry is it's really important, and camp happens. You know, you think of camp and you're like, oh, it happens like for a week over the summer. 
But really the ministry part of it is year round. I mean, mm-hmm. we are yeah. consistently hearing from campers and saying, Hey, this is going on. Can you pray for me? Or we have parents reach out to us. We visit churches year round. And so it's the ministry part of it. That is really the most important in camp. The Lord just happens to use our camps to be kind of a mission point. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, there are still a lot of campers from when I worked probably almost 10 years ago now that, you know, I still have on social media and, um, yeah, it's really a just special place to build relationships and to serve. Um, for any listeners who are even looking for a place to serve this summer, um, just consider looking for a camp ministry. Um, I promise you, you will be blessed by it. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that wraps up our podcast on camp ministry. Um, like I said, if you guys have any questions or you want more information about certain camps, um, or to know which camps we're actually talking about, just reach out to us. And um, other than that, please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share. And...